Good evening, welcome ladies and gents, boys and girls, to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. Arsenal have beaten Brentford in the Carabao Cup fourth round by a goal to nil in tonight's League Cup game. The League Cup games are still ongoing, Newcastle into their final minutes at St James's Park, currently leading against Manchester City. We'll see that out here on the post-match phone and welcome. It's uh, not the league game, it's a league cup of course, but Arsenal have won. Are we on our way to Wembley? If you've been to the game, if you've watched the game, if you want to have your say, please do request the mic and come and have your say on Arsenal Football Club. If you're too shy, of course, you can tweet at Latte Firm. Thanks everybody who's joined tonight around the world. I'm sure we're going to get some international calls in as well. Let's go straight to our co-host, Wayne, first up. Um, the Arsenal through to the League Cup fifth round. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It was uh, not the most comfortable of games, really, especially that second half. But um, all you can really do is ask to to qualify, especially against a tough team like Brentford. And I think what probably maybe took a lot of us by surprise is just how seriously or, or, or how strong Brentford took it. Um, so fair play to them. They wanted to win. They wanted to go for it. And they pretty much shared the... Uh, a first first team lineup, so I'm happy to go through. Yeah, delighted to go through as well. To be honest with you, Wayne. Um, listen, it's the League Cup. It's I think would be fair to say the least of our priorities, but a good chance to rotate and give some fringe players some minutes. And uh, we put in a good performance today. I, I think it was a comfortable first half. I think second half we were under the cosh a little bit. Brentford really turned up the heat, but we managed to stick it out and some really impressive performances at the back. Uh, let's bring in our fellow co-host. It's Gav, who is actually war. Gav, welcome to the show tonight, my man. Gav, can you hear us? Oh, still says it's connecting. Gav, welcome to the show. What would you like to say? Okay, in the two halves, weren't it, really? Uh, we was all over them first. They was all over us second. I uh, thought we defended well. Ramsdale did well. Uh, thought Tommy Asu uh, had a good game. Do you know what I mean, playing in about six different positions, bless him. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is, mate. We go through to the next round. You want us to, you know, we want to win every game we, we play. Uh, and as said, it's it might be vital, you know, uh, these couple of games to sort of blood some youngsters get some minutes in players' legs, uh, it might actually be good for us in the other competitions. Mm, well, we'll have to see. It's a long, old season. Um, obviously, like I just said a few moments ago, I'm not sure this is going to be the highest on our priority list, but it's always good to go through. And listen, a Wembley Cup final midway through the season isn't to be scoffed at. Uh, Wayne, let's bring you back into the chat. Starting lineup. you mentioned Brentford went strong. Uh, Mikel Arteta rotated as much as he possibly could. Aaron Ramsdale back in goal. Great performance tonight. Benny White keeping his place in the lineup. Tomiyasu, Gabriel, and Kivior, who I thought was really impressive. Smith Rowe, Jorginho, and Havertz, the middle three. Um, Sago, oh, I don't know if I've pronounced his name correctly. Uh, Nketiah and Nelson making up the forward three for Arsenal. What were your thoughts on the lineup, Wayne? Um, I thought it was pretty much along the lines of what I, I thought it would be. Um, apart from Sago, who I wasn't surprised to see starting, but um, he probably wouldn't have been the winger, I, the young winger I thought we would have gone for. I, I thought that maybe we would have seen Kozia Dubri uh, start this one. But um, yeah, I'm, in defence, I'm not surprised. I think we would probably have to get used to at least two of our starting uh, centre-backs or defenders in general playing pretty much every game. If this, this time... 
if it's uh, Gabriel and Ben White, I imagine in the next round we might see Zinchenko and Saliba and more manage minutes that way. I think the midfield was was really sort of good in general on paper. I think seeing Kai Havertz get the full 90 minutes was a positive and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussions about things he didn't do, but I actually think he had a really tidy game. Um, I, I can't really complain about his performance o- overall, created a really good chance, should have, should have had an assist and defensively, I thought he really put in a good shift. And then Mill Smith throw in that first half, giving us all a little bit of a throwback of, of what he'd done when he first broke into the team. He looked like he gaffed a little bit, um, which isn't really a surprise. He's not played, was it his first start in nearly a year and a half or something like that? I think Sam Dean said an article earlier. Um, but yeah, he, he was really good in the first half. So hopefully a win like this and, and through to the next round, they get some more minutes under their belt as well. I think you're spot on, mate. First and foremost, it's about the win. Uh, Performance-wise, clean sheet, good minutes for lots of players. Smith Rowe, congratulations to young Emil. 100 appearances now for Arsenal. But you're right, towards the end of the game, that Nando's lemon and herb sauce was uh, huffing and puffing <laughs> right at the end. But listen, we got the job done. I was a bit surprised. No Nwaneri, no Lewis Skelly. You're right, you know, Rural Walters obviously on the bench. Cozy Adubri might have started. Sago was a real surprise package. But we've got there in the end, mate. And Brentford went strong, didn't they, Wayne? Yeah, they did. Just on um, Nwaneri and Lewis Skelly, I think George Bird, who obviously you've had on the channel before, um, and you've had a chat with him, I think he mentioned that they're both injured. Um, so that's probably why they missed out on this one. I'm not sure either of them would have started, but I reckon at least one of, if not both, um, would have made the bench. So it's, if if they do have a knock or if they are injured, it's not a surprise they missed this one. But yeah, Brentford went very, very strong. I think looking at it, apart from maybe one or two players, it was pretty much their first team. And I don't think they've been in the best of form in the Premier League. And at, at home, I think on commentary, I heard them, them say something along the lines of Brentford haven't won a game at home yet, which is a huge surprise when you think about their time in the Premier League, home has been their strength and we found out all too well in their first season. Um, But yeah, it was obviously a way for them to kind of get their season on track a little bit, so to speak. But I think we dealt with it very, very well. Defensively, we were a bit shaky in the second half, but we stood up to them. Ramsdale was fantastic. I think if we're going to go across us three as a panel, do man of the matches, I think for me, it was Kivio. I thought Kivio was brilliant all game. Um, Gabriel had a good game, Ramsdale had a really good game, but I'd like to shout out Kivio because I think he was really tidy throughout. Yeah, you beat me to it. Um, Gav, let's bring you in. Let's talk through some of the match stats before we go to our first callers. Again, if you've tuned in for the first time here on the Latte Firm post-match phone-in, do follow Latte Firm, the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day and request the mic. Come and have your say. Um, Gav, match stats, 40% possession Brentford, 60% Arsenal. We had 10 shots on goal, they had 17 of course, they were chasing for large parts of the game and being the home team, you'd expect that. Of their 17, only four shots on target. Ramsdale made an excellent save. Um, you know, we had th- three shots on target. Uh, corners, 3-1 to one Arsenal and fouls, 10-7 to seven Arsenal. When you look at those stats, mate, uh, despite bossing possession, um, Brentford did look more dangerous. And as the game went on, they were creeping in and in and in. And I think towards the end, we were quite happy and relieved that the final whistle went. Yeah. Like I say, that five minutes uh, extra time was a bit painful, wasn't it, to be fair? Uh, I thought we was coping. I mean, I don't, like I say, they had four shots on target. Ramsdale did pour off a couple of good saves, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're being completely neutral and unbiased, you'd probably say that, you know, that really should have gone into, uh, you know, overtime on both sides, really. Do you know what I mean? It should have been extra time uh, periods, perhaps. But, 
We clang on, do you know what I mean? And there's nothing like keeping a clean sheet, especially away from home in cup competitions, mate. Indeed. And talking of injury time, we are now five minutes into injury time at St James's Park. It's Newcastle 1, Manchester City 0. That is the latest score. Other scores in tonight's League Cup ties. Villa have been beaten at home. Uncle Unai there, Wayne, being beaten by Sean Deesh at Everton 2-1. Bournemouth have beaten Stoke by two goals to nil. Chelsea have beaten Brighton. Finally, Chelsea getting a win. Fulham, two one winners at home to Norwich. Lincoln City have lost at home to West Ham. Liverpool coming back from behind against Leicester to win 3-1. So the big guns look like they're all going to be in the next round. Of course, the old enemy won't be there. Manchester United, the champions of this cup, will be there. And Manchester City look like they're going to be dumped out. I can see Nick, uh, Ben, many others have uh, tuned in and have requested the mic. Come and have your say. And if you're too shy, please do tweet at Latte Firm. Uh, Gav, before we go to our first caller, who will be Ben, who is your man of match? Oh, just to go something different to uh, probably what you and Wayne are going to do. Uh, I was quite impressed with Tommy Asu. Uh, to be fair, I thought he was very neat, very tidy. I uh, played in a couple of different positions throughout the game. Uh, done his job well, knew where he was supposed to be. Yeah, so I'm just going to tell me how to, really. Fair enough. I was going to go Kivior because I think Kivior played really well. But just to spice things up a bit, um, I thought Emil Smith-Rowe, first half, was really good. Looks lean, looks fresh, looks sharp, hungry, a yard quicker. But I'm going to go Reese Nelson. Yeah, took the goal really well, could have made it 2-0. Um it's difficult when you're a player like that. You know, you could sort of come on for a few minutes here and there. It's difficult to turn it on. But I thought he deserved his goal tonight and a really good performance. And it makes me kind of look back on, on Sunday with a bit of regret because I think Jesus should have started centrally and, and Reese would have been my shout to start out wide. That's what I was telling the MLA on the train into the Emirates. Uh, Wayne's got his hand up. Is there a goal at St. James's Park? No, it's all over. Newcastle have knocked City out of the Carabao Cup and... I think knowing their history in the competition, um, that's a really, really good thing. So like you said, Spurs are out, um, Man City are out, and obviously they knocked us out of the FA Cup last year. So that's a real positive, I hope, that we take this really seriously now. That is. Uh, Sky Sports have just panned to Pep Guardiola's head. God, that man is bald. Uh, and trust me, game recognised game. Uh, right, let's go to Ben. Ben, welcome to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. Uh, Arsenal have beaten Brentford. We're through to the next round, mate. What would you like to say? How are you doing, FK? You okay, mate? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear, my man. What are your thoughts on the game tonight? Um, I, I, do you know what, mate? I've got to be honest. I've, I've watched it um, and I thought we were pretty good. Um, there was a couple of people that I wanted to kind of um, pick out. One was Kivior, which everyone said has come forward. That that save off the line that he's like, well, that clearance that he's cleared off the line is just absolutely amazing. What a player. Uh, and for the price we paid for it, paid pay, paid for him is is just outstanding. Um, Emil Smith Rowe, again first half, I thought he was absolutely cracking. The the, the runs that he makes into the box is just absolutely brilliant. Um, and then finally, um, as you said, Nelson, Nelson, I've got a soft spot for Nelson. I think he's a top top lad. I've watched him ever since he was kind of in the youth. I, I've been to a couple of youth games and watched him. And I just, again, I just think he's just, he had something massively different. When he scored um, that goal, I think it was against Brentford in the like 90, was it Brent, against Brentford? The, the, the volley that he'd done where we, and that was last season anyway. I just thought he, he just, he deserved it. And I just, I'm hoping that um, Nicola Teta, players like Emil Smith, Rowe, Nelson, and even Kivior, 
we need to start using our squad more. And now I'm just going to end on um, Havertz. Now, again, uh, no, he didn't didn't really do much wrong. But for me personally, it is getting to the point now where I think, how many chances do we give this guy to kind of do something? Or I mean, 007 and all that nonsense. But I just I don't know. There's something about him. I just don't feel like he fits us. And for 65 million. I don't know, mate. We'll we'll see. But yeah, that was all I was going to say, bud. But Ben, stay on the line because I want to address a couple of points that you've mentioned. We'll talk about Havertz in a second, but but in terms of good performances, I think you're right. Kivio was outstanding tonight and I think he's done enough to demonstrate that maybe in certain games when we need that left back, he could play there. Centre back is cover for Gabriel. Brilliant. Smith Rowe looks, he looks sharper, doesn't he? He looks a little bit leaner, a little bit lighter on his feet. Definitely looks a bit slimmer. Um, and you know it's been it's been tough for Emil, right? You know he's he's had injuries, stop start, stop start. That's a hundred games for Arsenal tonight, and I really liked what I saw in that first half. And you're right about Reese. Um, you know he's he's always been on the cusp of a few games here and there, and he's had a few minutes uh, every now and again. And obviously everyone remembers the magical night, magical afternoon against Bournemouth. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe this season, you know, we're finally going to see a bit more of Reese, um, especially now that uh, you know Saka, Trossard, Martinelli all seem to be. In the red zone. Um, ben, on Havertz, I tweeted at half-time based on what I'd seen on my timeline because everyone I know was laying into Kai Havertz. I mean, it was it was quite brutal. And I tweeted saying it's not looking good for him. Um, and I, I guess the, the genuine question there, the sincere question there was, how much time are you going to give Kai to show his talent? I mean... Is Christmas long enough? Is should he does he deserve a season? You know, like like at what point do you run out of patience with him? See, this is a really great question, and I will tell you why. Because when when we had players that um, I'll give you an example, Vieira. I've come on here a lot, and I've spoken to you about Fabio Vieira, and everyone said to me, "Give him time. He's a young player. He's um, adapting to the Premier League. Um, give him time. Give him time." And do you know what? The last couple of games, uh, uh, when against Spurs, I thought he had a pretty decent game, and he's he's come on. He's got um, a couple of assists. So. So, yeah, so again, with Fabio Vieira, I, I could, okay, yeah, let's give him the season to adapt and everything like that. And it looks like hopefully Fabio Vieira is coming good. Now, Kai Havertz for me is a completely different kettle of fish. He has played um, in the Premier League. He, he's, he's not new to the Premier League. Um, he, he, let's be honest, he wasn't exactly a massive hit at Chelsea, was he? Um, so I think Kai Havertz as well, again, again, his age, and you've got to take that into account. I just think. Again, it's a completely different kettle of fish. So when people are sitting there going, oh, you've got to give him a chance and stuff. Yeah, okay, he's coming to a new system. But I just think six months, like I, I don't think you give him as long as you, you would give a player like Vieira. Um, so, yeah, the, the answer to that is I think maybe after Christmas, January time, if he's still struggling for form and he's not, there's no assists, there's, no, there's nothing that, that us as fans look at and go, wow, that was really good. Oh, he's really starting to get it. If there's not that... I genuinely think there's a risk of, of, as you said yourself, fans turning against him and and it becoming quite poisonous. And again, I think that can unsettle the squad. And even him himself, let's be honest, he's, this is a football game. Do you know I mean, he's a human being. It's going to have an effect on him. And you can see in his, in his, when he's playing and he's on the ball. And like today, for example, there was a, a shot, uh, sorry, a pass that come into him. And for a couple of seconds, I thought, just hit it. Hit him yeah, first he took time, his right foot, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He took it on his right foot, and I just thought you've just lost that. But and that's confidence and stuff like that is confidence. But 
as I said, it's yeah, going back to your question, I think after Jan- like when we're approaching January, February, if we're still in the same boat, then yeah, I've got to be honest, it's, it's mostly one of Arteta's ones where I think, do you know what, you've, like uh, the players that he's brought in, what he's done, you've got to give him credit. He's brought enough credit like to give him, and he's obviously seen something quite have it. So obviously, let's trust the process. But yeah, it's just there's something about him that I just don't think fits us. Mm. That's all. Well, we shall see. Ben, thanks so much for being a, a tremendous opening caller of tonight's post-match phone-in. Uh, chaps, let's go straight to you for your thoughts on Kai Havertz. Um, how long do we give him? And I guess like Ben said, you know, he comes not as a youth player. He comes as quite an expensive player. And we brought him from a club where, you know, it's, it's kind of a bit gut-wrenching that we've, we've helped them claw their way out of the FFP deadline that they had. Um, Gav, let's go to you first. I mean, Kai's not having much luck. That's eight games now, no goals, no no assists. Not that that's the the key uh, level of output that you'd want from the player, but of course it's the obvious one. Um, what are your thoughts on the player and what do you think is going wrong? I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, he's obviously lacking a bit of confidence and he's not taking his time. He's snatching at things. He's... Some of his passing is okay. Some of it is sort of a bit wayward. Uh, I just, if I'm being brutally honest, I never want to see us buy another player from Chelsea ever again. I just, it, it just don't work. I don't know what it is about us buying players off of them, but it just don't work. It, it's always a disaster. You go back to Gallas and, oh, don't. Do you know what I mean? We've just had so many nightmares of buying players off them. You think we've bloody learned by now. Uh, it is likely that he will turn it around at some point, at some stage. Is it? He's gonna what what makes you say that, Gav? When you say likely, based the, on what? The talent is there. He is a talented player. But he's not... I just don't think he's an Arsenal player. But he is going to have his moments where... He's going to do something good and something right. And he, I mean, he will score. He probably will score quite a few goals, you know, half a dozen goals this year if he's played as much as he is at the moment. But it's still not going to make it right. I mean, I just don't, I just can't see this. I mean, it's not going to be a complete disaster, but I just, it's just not a right fit. For some reason or another, him coming to us. Has just not been on right fit. Well, if he's going to get half a dozen goals a season, he's got to get a move on. Uh, Wayne, before we go to our next caller, Josh, I know you've just uh, shared your love for Mo on any, but uh, let's stay away from the propaganda. Thoughts on Kai Havertz? How long do you give him to, to turn it around? Um, it depends what you mean by turn it around, really. Well, how, uh, how long do you give it until he, <laughs> he scores his first goal and, and until Arsenal fans get off his case? Well, Arsenal fans are never going to get off his case. He's a player who who came from Chelsea for a high fee. And unless he's scoring, I think we've said on, on these spaces before, um, unless he's scoring like a goal a game or getting an assist every single game, Arsenal fans are not really ever going to are gonna take to him unless he does something which is not even not been done before or wins us like a really important game or say for example he wins a scores a winner in a semi-final or a final Arsenal fans will start looking a little bit more fond, fondly on him I think you you have to give him the season simply because he's coming in and playing in a different role for us 
He's never played sort of this central midfielder in the Premier League before. I appreciate he's been here for two, three years or whatever it is. I, I get that he's not coming as as a youth as a youth product. I, I get that as well, but he's not coming into a natural position for him or a position where he's played in a number of years, and he just looks like. He's devoid of all confidence. Like he looks like the confidence has completely been sapped from him. Another thing on commentary, which was a surprise, dating back to his days at Chelsea, I think they said Kai Havertz hasn't scored in seven in sixteen or seventeen games, which is a, is a real surprise. So I would, me personally, I'm not I'm not going to get angry or mad if he's not scoring regularly because I didn't expect him to be. That that's not the sort of player that I thought he was. I think. He needs to do better in the final third, absolutely. But he's doing a lot of the dirty things that I didn't think he would do well, really well. I thought today, defensively, he was very, very good, especially in that first half. He made two really good sort of headed clearances. That I was like, okay, well, fair enough. Like You're working hard, and that's all I can really ask from you. And, and hopefully once we start clicking in the final third, he'll start clicking as well at times. Mm. Talking of clicking in the final third, there was a stat on the Arsenal Vision podcast I heard yesterday. Man City and Liverpool have created almost treble the number of big chances that we have this season already. Uh, we are lagging behind in the chance creation list and maybe that's when his game will tick and that's when he'll start coming good. Um, if you've just joined the post-match phone in tonight here on Latte Firm, please do request the mic. Come and have your say. There are people waiting and we will get through as many calls as we can. And of course, if you're too shy or if you'd rather just tweet, get your message in. There's hundreds of you who have tuned in live already, which I'm immensely grateful for. Um, there is a tweet saying uh, from the perfect son-in-law who says, I'll say it with my full chest at Latte Firm, Raya isn't better than Ramsdale. Wow. We'll talk about Ramsdale in just a second. But let's go to our next caller. Josh, welcome to the post-match phone-in. What would you like to say? Hi, mate. You all right? Yeah, um, not too bad, my friend. Floor is yours. How are you feeling? Yeah, good, mate. Good. I thought it was a good performance tonight, actually. I uh, thought there was a lot of positives. Um, Kivior and Tomiyasu were good at the back. I thought Smith-Rowe, Nelson uh, played well as well. Um, and, mate, to be honest, like just on the on the Havertz stuff, um, I must have been watching a completely different game, mate, because I thought he was really, really good. What did you like about his game, Josh? Because to be honest with you, uh, I'm glad you've come on and said you thought he was good. There were a few people who did tweet, you know, at halftime who were like, you know, what what game are people watching? Havertz has actually been quite good, whereas most people were just, you know, laying into him. What did you like about him tonight, Josh? I just thought he controlled the space um, and particularly the area of the pitch that he was in. I felt like he dominated that kind of left half space. Um, and kind of the rest of the team like moved around him, which I, I think is quite good. Like um, we moved up and down the pitch um, with him. I thought he was neat in possession as well. Um, I just thought potentially he could have just been a bit more quick um, with with his decision making, a bit more kind of ruthless. Um, but I think game by game he's slowly improving. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, what we what we in now? Like six games. We've always spoken about how that like left eight position is quite intricate. Um, it's quite a, a special position, and for us to be going in on him after six games, I just think we all need to have a bit of a chill and just remember remember that he plays for us. Like he's not an enemy. 
he's one of he's, he's one of us. So we need, we just need to like continue to support, support, support him, and to just give him the time. I I, I wonder if we're all just like focused in on the assists and on the goals, and just just saying, oh, he's he's not got an assist, he's not got a goal, so like he's he's struggling, like he's no good. But honestly, I think he, I think he's improving game by game um, in in what he's doing. No, I tell you what. I have noticed, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, you can't measure a player like that just on goals and assists. I think he's the sort of player, and we said it on this channel before and on this phone and before, he's the sort of player, if you watch the game again on TV and you watch the sort of spaces that he picks up and the runs that he makes and how hard he works off the ball, he's actually a lot better than you think. And yeah. the familiarity thing is really important. You know, today, again, he's playing playing in front of a new defensive midfielder. He's playing alongside Reese. You know, he's played alongside three left wingers. He's played alongside three left backs. He's played along. You know, played ahead of two or three different central midfielders in in Rice, Jorginho, and and Party. And of course, up front, we we he's played with you know behind Inketia and Jesus and and, and Trossard. Yeah. So he's just going to yeah. take a bit of time, I think, to really sort of like settle and and, and hopefully he will. And I tell and I tell you what, FK, like when um, when Jesus came on, like immediately. Um, Havertz link-up play improved. I think we had um, we had an opening on the left-hand side, um, which kind of got us in. Um, There's a bit of link-up play between Zinchenko, Jesus and Havertz. And there was a nice little roll flick-on to Jesus that Havertz did. And also, he would have had an assist tonight like if, if Nelson put that one away. It was a nice little cutback to the top of the D. Um, so, you know, I think if we're looking at what he's doing, he's potentially, in the last few games, got got uh, one or two assists, maybe a goal or two. It just feels like he's waiting for that lucky break. Uh, hang on the phone, Josh, because I'm going to get your thoughts on Ramsdale in a moment, but Wayne's got his hand up. Wayne? Yeah, I was just going to say, adding on to Josh's point, which I think is a really good one, you mentioned you mentioned the potential of the assist to the Reese Nelson chance. Obviously, yeah, Reese Nelson should probably do a little bit better with it. But w- people who have question the performance or said that Kai Havertz was disappointing, it'll be interesting to know had that been an assist and we won 2-0, would their opinion of his performance have changed? Because does that assist mean he had a good game? Because I I personally don't think it should change that much and if it does, then it, that's just a little bit too surface. You're, you're judging him way too surface on surface level because if that assist was enough to say, yeah, he was he was good today, then you're not really watching the other stuff that he is, he is doing. I'm not saying he doesn't need to get better at all. Much like Josh, he does need to do some some sort of things differently. But he got unlucky today with the assist. He created a, a good chance. But there's some other stuff that he is doing that he's working hard with. And hopefully it just just well, You know what it's like. The stat, stat merchants are out there. They're, they're waiting to, to basically pounce on him if the longer this run goes on. And I think for the sake of everyone's benefit, he just needs to to net one or to or to create one. Um, we are going to bring the next round draw, I think, to you guys, as long as it's on uh, Sky Sports shortly, Wayne. Keep your eye out on that, my friend. Uh, but Josh, before we go, a couple of questions. You're man of the match, but also Aaron Ramsdale. Um, Wayne's just pinned a tweet to say Arteta's come out saying that we love him. Uh, we have him every day. We know his character. We know he, what he brings to the team. Thanks to Sam Dean, the brilliant Sam Dean. What were your thoughts on uh, Rambo's performance tonight, Josh? Yeah, I thought he played well. To be fair, um, I actually thought he's he's passing um, in the first half was was better, particularly like in the first thirty minutes. I thought he was like trying to play through the lines a bit more. I think he's like um, bravery on the ball had kind of diminished over the last few weeks and months. 
but I, I felt like he was trying to be a bit braver on the ball and, and trying to progress play a bit better. But then I, I thought like the the longer the game went on, he started to boot it a bit more and go longer. And and in these longer balls, they go right up in the air, don't they? Um, they they're never like flat, like straight to the player. They're not like, but I, and I don't think that gives our players much chance of retaining the ball. Um, so I think he's kicking. Um, needs to needs to be a better, particularly his longer kicks. But with regards to it, like some of the saves he made, like tipped one onto the post. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, maybe maybe this maybe this competition with Raya is going to like, you know, take him onto the next level. Like bring more, bring a bring a bit well, more if, out if of him. If it's going to be genuine competition, um, but... Josh, what does Mikel do at the weekend? Because Raya, I think, had a mixed performance in the North London derby. Uh, distribution was a bit off and yeah. according to goalkeeping coaches he could have done better on both of the goals um, with Ramsdale if he's played well tonight and he knows the team inside out would you be tempted to, to keep him in? Um, I, mate I've, I, I'd stick with Raya personally um, and I'd just I'd I'd go off like how how rare makes me feel over how Ramsdale makes me feel. Like uh, I feel went went up to Everton last week, yeah, for the for the away game at Goodison, and just like Raya made me feel much calmer. Uh, and when I when I'm seeing Ramsdale there, he, he just I don't know, just make gives me the jitters a bit. And um, yeah, I, I can understand why Arteta is going with Raya at the minute. Not only, not only because I feel like he's better on the ball and and helping us play out better and patterns of play and all of that stuff, but I think it's what he transmits. Like Arteta, Arteta talks about like what Ramsdale transmitted when he first came in. It was you know energy, passion, emotion. But I think potentially Ray is now transmitting calmness um, and tranquility at the back, and I think we've kind of, I think we kind of need that yeah, more at the minute. So I'd be I'd be more inclined to go with Ray personally. Right about the uh, the calmness and the composure, um, Josh, excellent call as always. Who is your man of the match before you leave us tonight, mate? Um, Jorginho. Why? Yeah, I think he controlled quite a lot of the tempo in the middle, mate. To be fair, um, and his recovery um, recovery on the ball was pretty good. His tracking back was good and got his foot on. Got his foot stuck into the challenges and got his foot on the ball. Yeah, dictated play quite well, to be well, fair. That's I a really good shout. And Josh, an excellent call as always. Don't be a stranger, mate. Uh, we will see you on the next one. Josh there, ladies and gents, with an excellent call. Um, Gav, a shout there for Jorginho, who, of course, was responsible for, um, well, I guess, contributing to, to Spurs' second equaliser at the weekend. Um, how do you think the big man played in midfield? Uh, uh, he done all right, to be fair. I'm not going to have a pop at him. Uh, again, it's another ex-Chelsea player, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know my thoughts on ex-Chelsea players. Uh, he done okay. That's it. He wasn't pulling up trees. Do you know what I mean? He was doing his job. He was doing what you expect any other player to do in that position. Just an average performance, really. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't think he was my man of the match, but... Um... Certainly a better performance than Sunday. And you, you've, you've, got to, you've got to remember, Jorginho has obviously not had any game time this season. That was his first appearance and he probably wasn't expecting to come in at half-time in a you know, frenetic uh, North London derby. But there we are. Um, I'm just looking at the highlights of the Man City game here on Sky Sports. 0.56 XG for Manchester City with 
what looks like an incredibly strong 11. Uh, I wonder if there are any weaknesses in that beast that is them. Uh, we are, uh, wait, I believe the draw is tonight, right? Is, are we waiting? There is going to be, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, Sky awesome, Sports do awesome, the awesome. usual thing. So if you're out. tuning in for the first time and you are, or you're just listening and you're wondering, should I be watching Sky Sports? Should I be streaming something else? Or should I be listening to Latte Firm? We will bring the draw to you. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Curran, welcome to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. What would you like to say? Hello, mate. Uh, yeah, no, good performance. Good to good to get a win. I thought I think a lot of people were a bit nervous seeing Brentford going full strength, and it was good to just control the game in that first half, put the tempo down, and then just sort of kind of just try to sit back a bit. It wasn't the greatest second half, but there were some really great you know defensive performances. I think Tommy Asu needs a special mention because I don't think he's played centre back for us for a long time. I think since even since maybe the the Spurs away game when we when we were um, down in the ditches, uh, and it was he was playing left centre back, but he's he did very well today. And uh, Reese, I think, as well, did very well, uh, got his goal. And obviously, the big talking point is Emil. So, Emil having uh, the performance that he did, I think, first half he was he was very good, kept it ticking between the lines, kept it kept the ball moving, really understood where he needed to be. And, and you know, some of the things that we we've been doubting in this team. Not doubting, but a bit frustrated within this team um, about lack of the ability to play through the lines, get get the ball centrally, and get the ball into the into the box. I think he did very well. I think he could have put that chance away, of course, but um, a lot to you know consider and a lot to uh, you know look back and be very uh, happy with, with with regards to him. And then some other performances. I think obviously Charles debuted. I didn't expect it would to be him. I expected it to be Cozy Dubry personally, but. To see him get a chance, I think obviously being a right footer on the right side, the he was a bit, I think, a bit nervous and a bit, uh, a bit frenetic in trying to get the ball past his man, and I don't think he was very uh, effective. But he, he combined in some nice moments. I don't think he was bad by any chance, but I don't think he could have. I would say he would look back and think this is a, a lightning debut. This isn't a uh, a Makeda versus Aston Villa, for example. But it's a nice solid debut. So, yeah, all in all, good, good performance, some great box defending and uh, nice to just get uh, into the next round and into the hat. And we're still watching Eddie Howe. So hopefully soon we'll get the uh, the the, bo- the, the box. Yeah, I mean, the draw will be out soon. So, again, we'll bring that to you guys, listeners. But um, just a couple of things that you mentioned. I mean, you mentioned defensive performances. Tommy Asu looked really good, actually. And your thoughts on Jakob Kivior? Because... Um, obviously joined us back in January, uh, looked really strong and really good and really calm on the ball towards the back end of last season. The performance at St. James's Park sticks, sticks out, sticks to mind. Um, but if he plays like the way he played tonight, and it's always difficult, you know, you've got to, you've got to spare a thought for these players because Mikel's cobbled together a team. Um, I know they all play together in training, but this 11, it's probably the only time that this 11 will play as an 11 the entire season, and it's not easy. Mm. So Jakob Kivior's come in and he's done a great job. Yeah, no, for sure. I think obviously the the gold line uh, clearances thing is going to be the one that stands out in many people's minds. Even though um, it probably was a handball, but um, yeah, no, some great, uh, some great uh, on just one on one defending. I think especially holding up that right hand side for Brentford. I think he did very well. Um, no, nothing to complain with on the ball either. I think he looked comfortable. Uh, that left hand side was. I would say I I would still think there's there's issues there. I think 
obviously with the the lack of pace on the ball from from Kai, it's still there. It still needs to be uh, rectified and it still needs to be corrected. But in terms of just on the left side, the ability to, for for Reese and Jakob to create uh, to link up, I think with him pull, with Jakob pulling a bit wider and uh, Reese pulling inside a bit, I think they did have some really nice moments in that first half. So yeah, happy with very happy with him. Um, especially because uh, he's not really a left back, is he? He's a left sided mm-hmm. centre centre back, and when he slotted into that left sided centre back role, I think he would be performed admirably. So, yeah, very happy. I with appreciate him well. that. And Karen, before you leave us, uh, not your man of the match, but who would you fancy in the next round? Oh, you know what? Give me Newcastle. I'd love to just get a scout. Oh, just get someone. I know, I know, I know. But I'd like, I'd lo- I'd love just a proper tie. You know, something a proper. A proper cup tie because I think uh, um, everyone's going for like I think it's uh, it's like uh, Plymouth or yeah, something. Yeah, give me the, the worst the team. Any sure. day of the week. Give yeah. the worst team. <laughs> um, last thing, last thing before I go, just a quick shout to Moel and Nanny for coming back. I know Wayne's probably going crazy about it. Yeah, but, I'm trying to limit the propaganda uh, here. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah, so no, but he's he's a good lad and he's it's good to see him come back and uh, get some minutes. He looked fairly sharp, so fair play to him. Uh, probably is his last year here, but I'm just happy to see that he's doing well and he's doing okay. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Really appreciate that, Karen. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on the uh, post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Uh, Spurs Sports are at a break at the minute. I'm watching on a slightly delayed sort of lag, but I will bring the draw to you as soon as I can. Um, Wayne, let's bring you back into the chat. Everyone's been talking about Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, what next for Emil? I mean, could he be knocking on the door to play that sort of left eight position or do you think he's still way down the pecking order? First of all, um, Curran saying that he wants a tie against Newcastle in the next round is absolutely mental. Yeah, I'm, i, I got to be honest me... with you, man. I mean, yeah. I, I love Curran, but I think he's <laughs> lost his head there. No, man, I've had enough of Arsenal fans and wanting these Hollywood glory ties and, and nights, nights under the lights. No, give, give me trophies and cupcakes all the way. I want Exeter, I want Port Vale, I want Mansfield. That if we have those three in a row and make it to Wembley, I'll be the happiest. I'll take any of those life. three at the end. But um, home, you know, ten nil that do me. <laughs> um, in terms of Emil Smith Rowe, it's difficult to see him as that left eight option, mostly because he, he seems like he's—I won't call him the backup to Erdegaard, but like the competition for that right eight position. And I think any time we've seen Emil Smith Rowe play with Erdegaard in the same starting eleven, it's always looked a little bit unbalanced and it's always looked a little bit disjointed. Now, granted, it wasn't really with the defense defensive unit that we've got now and it wasn't really with Zinchenko in the team and, and, and Rice at the six or whatever. Um, but I think it's a bit difficult to see Emil Smith-Rowe on the left-hand side with Erdegaard on the right. There it, it just seems to be something which is a little bit off balance there. Although saying that, like I wouldn't mind seeing it against Bournemouth at the weekend, if because Fabio Vieira wasn't in the team at all today, so we don't know if he's got like a just a bit of a knock. Was he completely rested? I was surprised not to see him on the bench. So if we are going to give it a go, uh, there's no time like the present because I thought Emil Smith Rowe did look good in in the first half, but it, it it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't involved in the prem. But maybe we saw him against Lons in the Champions League while we maybe built up his minutes again because because like I said earlier his first start in in way over a year so um there's going to be a little bit of yeah there there. will but you know what i love about emil i love the fact that he's he he gives and goes he always makes that secondary running behind or into the box and 
I just wanted to click for him so badly, you know, another Haylander, he gets it, 100 appearances for Arsenal, well played Emil, and um, yeah, just just get back onto that onto that road of, of leanness and fitness and, and coming back to play for the Arsenal. Uh, Gav, um, the draw will start soon, we've just heard Curran say that he wants to go to Newcastle, <laughs> we've heard Wayne say he wants Exeter at home in double digits, um, where do you lie on the draw? Uh, for those who go home and away, uh, hope we get someone tasty away, really. Somewhere with a, a nice size allocation uh, so everyone can have a good day of it. Uh, but, I mean, when yeah, you have a good day, that, obviously nothing beats winning, right? So Exeter away would be lovely. <laughs> but, I mean, surely Newcastle mm. away, United away, Chelsea away, the ones you want to avoid, Liverpool. I mean, you don't want any of those ties, do you? No, I mean, ideally, I mean, I'm looking to see who's linking one yesterday and who won tonight. Ideally, you want like one of the Sheffield clubs away, uh, where there's going to be a big sort of like away allocation sort of thing. But looking at the choices, Liverpool, West Ham, Fulham, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Blackburn, Everton. Uh, who else have we got? Hold on. Scrolling through the uh, okay. uh, the uh, draw is starting the now. The draw is starting now, although I'm slightly I'm slightly behind you, Bubble, Wayne, so Bubble, I'm gonna bring Bubble it to you live, but delayed if that's all right. Go on, Gav. Bubble away would be a Bubble no, away mate, would be a nice one for people that go. So many times it is a horrible journey up from London, but but fair <laughs> enough, we're in the hat and that is all we need to know. Um as the draw happened, you guys are probably gonna find out the draw before I do, so we will bring Arsenal's opponents to you guys uh, shortly. Right, Gav, I'm going to just mute your mic for a sec because there's some background noise. Let's bring in Nick, our next caller. Nick, welcome to the post-match phone-in on Latte Firm. What would you like to say? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was just about to... So we're at number 11, by the way. So let's see what team we get. That's our number in the draw. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, um, yeah, solid performance in the first half. I mean, I was quite impressed with um, considering the team that um, you know, Brentford put out. I think they only made three changes, uh, so that was that was a pretty uh, pretty good for ourselves. That we, I mean, the, the comparison that I used, I was thinking about after the end of the game when I found out how many changes they'd made afterwards. So I'm thinking back to the not last season but the season before the team that we put out against them then, um, and they kind of probably had a very similar team um, to, um, or maybe just a few more acquisitions is slightly better, but. That team that we had out on that day, we had so many players that wouldn't actually get, you know, our second team, it just shows you how far we've come as far as our second team now is a lot more stronger uh, than it was even our, <laughs> we, we, had, we, we, we were limited, weren't we, on that first day of the season at Brentford away, we lost 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, 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 it shows you how far we've come, so I'm very impressed. Um, I was really, really impressed with Tommy Essu today. Um, he played so well in the, in the uh, centre-back position. Uh, Kivior, nice clearance off the line. For, um, Ramsdale made um, a, a few good saves. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure um, in regards to the. Um, I know you. I know you're a big hatred of us. Keep bringing the su- subject up because it does get a bit boring and tedious. But I still think that um, Eddie and Kerr is an impact player off the bench, regardless. Because I, I think there was. A, I think there was an incident in the Man United. Who did we get at home? Sorry, who we got at home? United. Oh, United are playing at home again. Okay, United got another home. Um, right. Um, yeah. No. In regards to Eddie and Kitty, there was a situation I think it was in the Man United game. Uh, Declan Rice was saying to him, "Come back, 
like come like you need to come back because you keep making you kept making runs um going offside and stuff like that um and I kind of think to myself that you know he's always he's always likes to be on the shoulder but you know I think the way that we try to play we like to try and play through teams and not play balls over the top um I just think that he um like you said as well uh okay about at the weekend against Tottenham that you know maybe Reese Nelson on the wing, a Jesus through the middle. Um, it could have been. I just think that he just doesn't. I, I just don't. I just don't think he suits our style of play. I mean, we haven't really talked about him much tonight, or at all, really. But I know that we kind of bring him up in most conversations. But um, you know, we can we can give a lot of flack um, to Havertz. But um, Nick, I think hold, hold your thought on Eddie. Wayne's got his hand up. I've just seen Manchester United have been drawn at home to Newcastle United. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, just bear, bear with me for a second, draw. Nick. Um, yeah, we'll Wayne, what's going on? Yeah, no, it's a big draw there. Manchester United at home to Newcastle. Liverpool have been drawn away against Bournemouth, and Chelsea have been drawn a home tie up against Blackburn. So we've avoided Chelsea, we've avoided Liverpool, we've avoided Man United and Newcastle. So it's looking all right. It so is far. looking all right. I like that. I like that. Um, Nick, uh, let's go back to you. We got West. We got we got West Ham away. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Here he is. I thought, I've always said, Gav, nice day, nice away day, you know, nice London derby. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, 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 yeah, nice away day, mate. All of, like, four miles. <laughs> yes, it's three you stops on the tube for me. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I say, the only good thing for those who want to go, go away is there should be plenty of tickets uh, available. I mean, it'll probably be a quite, it'll probably be the highest allocation of away Tickets uh, all season, barring games at Wembley. How fat is Neil Lennon's head? Wow. Uh, right. No, um, you were talking about Eddie. The, Go on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the, the question, question I wanted to ask you guys was, do you, I mean, he has had some, he has a good cameo against Fulham. You know, he had, he's, 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 he's had, had some good games, a couple, a handful. I know we're only at the start of the season, but I just, I just think that he doesn't suit. I mean, we can go in, on Havertz and say, you know, you know, low on confidence, needs to get his head up, um, uh, plays obviously for Germany on a regular basis. Um, but we also need to look at other areas in the pitch because, you know, we've got Kivior and Tommy Essu that I think can, you know, we've got so much cover at the back that um, the back was always a problem for us for so many years that we never really talk about the defence really, apart from when we had the Saliba incident and we didn't really have much cover to help us at the end of last season. But I just wanted... Wanted to know what everybody's thoughts were as far as like if anybody was to uh, take Saka's space because that's the big concern for us a lot now, uh, especially with what happened at the weekend and the way Arteta didn't really take him off when he should have. I just wanted to, the question I'll put to you all, to you guys, last question um, would be who who played today, and if Saka doesn't make the Bournemouth game, who plays? Who plays in his position? That is a great question, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight's post-match phone. And we will go to that question and we will go to our next caller who will be Olamayua. But let's just confirm the draw. Mansfield have been drawn at home to Port Vale, Ipswich at home to Fulham, Manchester United at home to Newcastle. Bournemouth will take on Liverpool, Chelsea at home to Blackburn, Arsenal will travel to West Ham, Evan at home to Burnley, Exeter at home to Middlesbrough. Uh, those games will be played at the end of October. I believe I'm back from holiday, which is a bit of a touch, so lovely. 
and I'm looking forward to the uh, away day at West Ham. Wayne, what was your reaction, immediate reaction to, to drawing West Ham away? I'm annoyed because I don't think I'll get there with my measly two away credits, unfortunately. Oh, you never know, mate. I mean, uh, we're I'll probably going to have eight to 10,000 seats, so... I will try my bloody best. I'm still waiting to do it. And it'll be televised, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. But um, I'm annoyed, man. Like, I, in cups in general, I hate playing teams that we play all the time. And in this round, there are a bunch of teams that we never just see. Like, I would have loved Blackburn to come to the, to the Emirates or Exeter or Port. And not just because I want an easier run. I just enjoy playing against teams that we haven't faced before. Um, but it's West Ham away. I haven't seen how they played today or who they lined up with. It'll be interesting to know if they maybe rested some players or if they're going to take it quite seriously because um, I imagine we'll rotate again. But if we can make it to Wembley without leaving London, we've travelled to Brentford, we've travelled into West Ham, beat them and hopefully get a couple of home times. Besides, we're three wins away, I think, from, from a trip to Wembley. So mm. let's, let's go, go for it indeed. Gav's got his hand up. Uh, Gav, your thoughts on the last 16 draw? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say that uh, we could get around 9,000 tickets for West Ham, uh, which, like I say, is about three times the amount you get for a Premier League game. So, uh, so that's good for those who want that lovely long journey up to uh, Stratford. Uh, yeah, no, obviously, you know, it, it, it's clear what the, uh, the side around is if you watch other teams. Uh, but to be honest with you, I ain't really too bothered. I mean, it's too rare playing that counts. I don't pay too much attention to everybody else, mate. I'm sorry. Fair enough. And no, I appreciate that, Gav. Um, that is the draw for the last 16. The big guns have managed to avoid each other. Um, Manchester United at home to Newcastle is probably the standout tie. But West Ham, of course, will host Arsenal. And the fixtures and television fixtures will be announced soon, I am sure. Pep Guardiola has just given his interview on Sky Sports, if anybody's interested. Um, before we go to our next speaker, who will be... I'm just going to put you on, my, uh, on mute for a second. I'm going to go straight to the tweets. We've had quite a few tweets in tonight. So some standout ones are Sampa David Sampa, who is at Sampa D, says, At Latte Firm, great performance by Tommy Asu tonight. Man of the match for me. Um, at Keatings underscore A says, Kai adds nothing to our team. There's no time to give someone that has played years in this league. Scathing, scathing. But I kind of understand your frustration. Uh, at the goon 65 says at latte firm I can see the logic in playing Jesus on the left but in Ketia up front he really isn't good enough I think we really need Tony then this gives us that option of a player who can hold up the ball um, that you guys know my thoughts on Eddie I don't really want to bore you with that anymore I don't want to bore myself with it anymore frankly just just had enough of talking about Eddie and Ketia just don't think he's good enough for Arsenal um, at look underscore outs Says at Latte Firm, I'm wondering if Dubry has attitude issues or training issues. I think if Cozy Dubry had any sorts of issues, my man, he wouldn't have been in the squad. Uh, the fact that he's on the bench is probably just more tactical and something to do with the team structure. And Arteta wanted to give Sago the chance. So that's what's happened. Uh, at Adil Raza 1983 says at Latte Firm, we rode our luck, but some encouraging performances from fringe players. Tommy Asu was excellent at centre back. Smith Rowe and Nelson might have played their way into contention for the starting eleven on Saturday or even next week in the Champions League away at Lons. It's important that they get minutes ahead of the City game. Absolutely right. And Ben, just confirming that Arsenal are going to West Ham. If you are tuning in for the first time tonight, and there are hundreds of you listening live right now, 
please do follow Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get a post-match phone-in on a match day. And I really appreciate everybody making time and listening. If you're tuning in just now and you've missed most of this, you can, of course, catch us on Apple and Spotify and other reputable uh, audio outlets from the early hours of the uh, the morning. So do stay tuned and get involved. Request a mic and tweet at Latte Firm. Right, Olamuyiwa, welcome to the phone-in. What would you like to say, my man? Yeah, first thing I'd like to say is fun fact. Uh, Man United, since since um, Eric Ten Hag took over, have not played an away tie in the Carabao Cup and they went on to win it last season. They have not played, apart, apart from when they played in Wembley, they have not played away from right? home. And they, uh, yep, they have. They have they it's have not much of a fun fact, football. but it's a fact. And uh, I'll give I you mean, that. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, and we have we have played away from home Every time, almost every time since last season. So, but just just putting and that. that out there, I know right? that's not much uh, fun think, either. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I appreciate yeah. that. Go I on. think I think the I think the game today was. Um, I, I watched it without any pressure because I thought you know, I, I, yeah, I'd like to you know go deep in the competition and be very like uh, get to Wembley and another another cup final and and, and a chance to win it. But I also thought. You know what? It's a mix and match eleven. Uh, let's see how. Let's see how we do. I was more worried. I had performances I was looking out for. I'll, I'll put it out there. I, I wasn't really watching the the whole team. I was I was watching out for certain performances, and I'd say I was watching out for Emil Smith Rowe, Reese Nelson, um, the the Saigo Junior guy. I, it was intriguing, but I, it was it was shocking. So I wasn't I wasn't really expecting. So I wasn't really watching out for him. I was watching out for um, to see how Jorginho would bounce back from from the weekend, and I was watching out for Kivio as well. And I thought, um, yeah, and of course Havertz. And I thought they all did well to 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 relative extents uh, to uh, as much as the squad and the the team picked allowed them to do well. I thought this wasn't Havertz's worst game by any stretch of the imagination. I, I thought I thought I think, you know, people getting on his back today just, you know, find it whatever. I, I and I've got I don't really like the player. I'll be very honest. I haven't liked I, I, I thought it was a wrong purchase. But t- today was one of his better games. And maybe that's maybe that's because we, we played through centrally. I don't know. But he was he was all right today. If I was to give him a rating today of a ten, I'd give him a six. Meanwhile, in previous games, maybe bar Crystal Palace, I have given him below a five. I thought Rhys Nelson may have played his way into competition into competition on um on Saturday or Sunday when, whenever we play. I thought I thought he was sh- he looked sharp. He looked um very energetic. There was a there was a time he chased back so hard and he he won the ball and won won a free kick that's uh, that's what we want to see he did he did the same thing against Southampton last season which was really impressive and every time he's come on since the Bournemouth goal I'd say every time he's come on and every time he's played he's looked he's looked really really sharp so I think I think a, a good reward for his performances would be a start against Bournemouth I thought um Emil Smith Rowe had a chance to play his way into contention in midfield, but he played within himself a little bit. I thought I thought he would let loose a lot more. I thought I thought he would 
carry the ball a lot more. I thought he would try and show the manager what he'd been missing in midfield. But I, I thought he, he kept things simple. And I'm, I'm not sure that's enough to, 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 to you know, compete against uh, Bournemouth. Um, who else was I watching? I've got to say, on, the, on um, these thoughts, though, my friend, it, it is, yeah. you have to have a bit of sympathy towards some of the players because... You know, this isn't the eleven that they would have envisaged themselves playing in or with. Um, it's a team that Mikel's cobbled together based on Premier League rest yeah, and injuries. Else, and, and, and all players thing? can do is go out there and, and, and show what they've got. And I think Emil's done enough and Reese has done enough today to say, hey, we're still here. You know, we, we're not, we're, we're not, we might not be smashing the door down for yeah. Saturday, but we're here. Use us off the bench. We're fit. We're sharp. We're ready to go. Nelson, definitely. And I think the only bad performance today, not bad, maybe just not not very great. I thought I thought Ben White wasn't very great. I thought he didn't really he didn't really bring the young guy into play a lot. Uh, that's um Sago Junior. Uh, he 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 didn't he 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 kept the ball to himself a lot and went went backwards a lot when we were on the break. So I, I thought he wasn't great. Um. I think Gabriel was Gabriel was Gabriel great. Uh, I thought Ramsdale, yeah, actually, I should speak on Ramsdale because I've I've been fighting demons within myself between between Raya and and Ramsdale, and there's loads of people I speak to on Twitter who like you know are big Raya stands, and I, I'm I'm there's something I like about Raya, and it's the it's the calmness, one hundred percent. I like the fact that he's not a hot-headed goalkeeper. However, it seems like Ramsdale's hot-headedness generally makes him, and I know this is not true, this is this is not factual at all, but it, it looks like he's a better shot stopper than, than David Raya. It, it looks like when the chips are down and all, all the defenders are on their knees, he just seems like the keeper that will get you out of jail. And and I know it's, I'm only judging, you know, the, the season on, what, seven games and, what, three three games for Raya, four games for for um, for um for Ramsdale. But it, it, it just seems like if you can install Raya's calmness into Rams, Ramsdale, that that may be the direction we should go. It's really interesting that you say that, Olami, you are, because a lot of people, when they come on and talk about Aaron Ramsay, they talk about how nervous they make, uh, he makes them feel, and how Raya's coming and, you know, the, his calmness, his composure, the, the, the tranquility that people talk about. And I'm going to put a, I'm gonna put a uh, sort of scenario to you and to, to, to Gavin, to Wayne. I know what, I think I know what you're going to say, but imagine your life depended on almost a, a single shootout where a player was going to run from the halfway line and take one shot or a 1v1 against one of our two goalkeepers. And if your life depended on it, who would you want in that scenario? And I'm with you. I'd go with Ramsdale because I think he is the better shot stopper. I think he's got a better spread on him as well, which a lot of people have been talking about uh, from the second goal uh, in the North London derby when uh, Son was put through and Ryan was just a couple of seconds too slow to react. Um, Wayne, Gav, your thoughts on, on Rambo? I mean, we've, we've touched upon it, but he did play well. And does he pose Mikel a bit of a selection headache for the weekend or is it just Raya straight back in? Let's go with you first, Wayne. Uh, I think Raya comes straight back in because he's not done anything to not come straight back in. I know he didn't really have the best of performances against Tottenham, but I don't think we can start chopping and changing our goalkeeper like every two games or whatever. 
Um, but it would be nice to maybe see Ramsdale play in the Champions League next week because I think he had a very good game today and it would be harsh to now go, what did you say, until... Well, actually, I'm looking at the schedule and we can talk about this with the next caller as well. Um, we've got three away games back-to-back. Um, away to Sevilla, followed by West Ham away um, and then Newcastle away, I think it is. Those are the three fixtures in a row at the end of October. So um, it will be harsh if it is the end of October, the, the, the West Ham game, not to see Ramsdale before then. So I hope that he gets some Champions League minutes between then and now. Mm, so you bring Ryan straight back in and then swap him straight back out for the Champions League next week. And uh, I, 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 this is it just it, because it's so new to us, you know, two top goalkeepers vying for that number one shirt. I feel so, I don't know, I feel so intrigued yet so uneasy and so weird about having two top goalkeepers. It's just something that's so foreign to me. Uh, Gav, your thoughts on the goalkeeping situation before we go to Dap Gunners? Yeah, no, I mean, again, it's horses for courses, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So it's down to our set to decide what goal is. Yeah, we know that, but what would you do? (laughs) What would I do? I'd uh, Ramsdale. Well, you'd bring him straight back in, would you? Oh, 100%. Based on tonight, yeah. 100%. So, is it as simple as whoever, you know, he who is in form will retain the number one jersey, basically? Well, that would be a good idea. What do you think? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've got, sent, I've got, I've got <laughs> sentimental attachment to Ramsdale. I think the journey that he's been on with this club, the way that we've seen him grow, the connection he has with the fans, the confidence that he's, he's sort of, you know, brought... Uh, to us and the relationship he has with the defenders, I'd like to see him play. I think, I mean, I, I understand that, look, it was an opportunity to buy a top goalkeeper for £3 million on loan and then obviously get him in for um, for the longer term on a permanent because Matty Turner was going to leave. I just think Ramsdale, yeah, I, 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 I saw what David Wright did at Everton, but I think that was Everton, you know, but then I also saw what he did against Spurs and I just love Ramsdale, so for me, it's as simple as that. I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm I'm in agreement. I think that Raya is going to give you something different, and maybe you know the games where we're at home and we're absolutely dominating the game, and you know he can pass the ball about perhaps a little bit better than Ramsdale. Like, I mean, maybe who knows? Uh, but the games where we're getting sort of peppered a little bit. Uh, I want Ramsdale, mate. I mean, if I was in the trenches, I want Ramsdale. I don't want Raya. Uh, Wayne, you've got your hand up. Yeah, first thing I'd say is I'd really hope that against Bournemouth, we're not in the trenches. <laughs> I really hope that we, we're not getting peppered by Bournemouth. That that would be a bit of a concern. But on the um, subject of um, rotation, uh, I've just been chatting to Nick, who's obviously still listening in. And he's reminded me that because of the excitement of the West Ham draw away, we didn't answer his question. Oh, crikey. <laughs> Replacement for Saka, Saka. yes. Um, yeah, if he's not available for the Bournemouth game, what would well, you guys well, do? You, you're on the mic. Go for it. What would you do? Ah, I muted myself, FK. So you've got to go first. I, I love Reese Nelson. I don't know if he can play on the right-hand side. I want to see him play more. I love his directness, his energy, his pace. Um, I think there's a real player in there. And... Listen, that might be the only option, um, but I'd love to see Reese play. Obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer to see Saka play and, and never, never, ever miss an Arsenal game. But I think he's, I mean, Sunday, that was, that was a big criticism I had of Mikel after the game. You know, the guy was, he could barely walk at sort of 70, 75 minutes and played, <laughs> dropped into right back at one moment because Ben White was doing all the work ahead of him. And, 
you know, uh, Mikel's got to do better in those situations. He's got to listen to Bukayo Saka and he's got to, well, use his eyes. Just use your eyes, mate. If I can see it from the North Bank lower that Bukayo Saka's barely standing up, surely, um, you know, you change it up. So for me, Reese Nelson. Back to you, Wayne. Um, it's tough because... Are we, is it? Are Have we, we got anyone else Mark? that can play on the right? No, because the thing, the thing is, if, um, if you've got Nelson playing on the right, I'm not expecting Martinelli to play against Bournemouth. Who do we play on the left? He's got. He's basically. He's got to play. Uh, he's got to play Jesus and Nelson. If Trossard and Martinelli are both yeah, on the way. Right, yeah. See, I don't know. For me, for me, I think I'd, I'd be inclined to play Vieira on the right, and then Mill Smith Rowe as that left eight, and see that. Well, didn't Mikel come out just in the last sort of 24 hours and say that he doesn't think Smith Rowe is a is a is a wide player. He said something about you know you guys know quite a lot, but we know that Smith the Smith likes to play in the pockets and in more central central areas. I, I don't know. I mean, what I, what I would say, I've just agreed with you to say Jesus has got to play. But for me, I was quite critical of Mikel after the North London derby. So I think Jesus is best up through the middle. And um, if Jesus is in the team and you've got Inketia playing centrally, I mean that's no no mate, just just Jesus up the middle. And if it has to be Fabio Vieira and let's say Reese, then yeah, let's go with that. I'd rather that than Jesus out wide and then Ketia up top, who's just completely ineffective. Uh, right, let's go to Dap Gunners. Welcome to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. Uh, my friend Dap, we are away at West Ham. We've progressed through against Brentford. What would you like to say? How are you feeling? Yeah, thanks, Lati. Um, Nice to be back on your, on your um, spaces. The thing is, yeah... Um, Away to West Ham, it's it's a very tough uh, position. Um, this is a club that has something to prove against us, just because we bought their best player. So um, it's gonna be a night where they are um, using up all their energies and and all what. Uh, but if there's anything, I think as an Arsenal fan that we all want to see this season is you've got to treat all cops the same. You've got to go for everything. Uh, so I would want nothing else in that um, fourth round and we're doing everything the best way and make sure, making sure we win. When you look at some of the other draws, you see some championship teams, some League 2 teams meeting each other. So uh, most likely when you get to the quarterfinal, you're going to find a favourable draw, I guess. You know, um, a City is out of the way as well. So I just think it's it's a game we need to go and put in the shift. Um, West Ham away is not going to be easy, but we've been very, very ridiculous away from home. We just always find a way to win. The kind of tackles the boys were putting in today, Tomiyasu, Kivio, they were playing like prime John Terry in terms of putting their body on the line and all those things. And um, it's funny that these guys get to the Emirates and forget <laughs> forget all these things, forget all the greets and all of that. And it also seems like the Emirates, once we make a mistake, the opposition makes sure they punish us. Um, today, Brentford got some chances, but they didn't punish us. Um, I don't know why when it's whenever it's at the Emirates, they always call. Every mistake we make, they always the opposition always calls. But yeah, that's 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 for what it is. Um it was a brilliant shift tonight. Um, you know, going going from Bukaya Saka to Sago Junior on that wing, you already know there's gonna be a drop off. Um the boy played well, but you know, it was it was Kind of thing like he didn't really understand the movement, the rhythms, and everything. And it will come, it will come good. Uh, that will come with time. The more he plays with the first team and all those things. But you know, um, 
overall, I think good game from everyone, um, apart from someone I won't mention. Um, you know, Smith Rowe is good to see him back, new lease of life. Um, that's left, uh, what's the name? LCM is up for grabs. So if, if his sharpness is back to where he's supposed to be, well, I think that shit is his to take. So um, on the Ramsdale Raya situation, on the Ramsdale Raya situation, I don't know if anyone has said it before, but I've said it over and over again. Ramsdale away from home, Raya at the Emirates. It's as simple as that. Ramsdale, Ramsdale away from home, I'll take him over any keeper in the league. I'll take Ramsdale away from him over any keeper. Even Allison, as good as he is, because Ramsdale away from him is a beast. Why do you make that sort of uh, dis, you know, differentiation between the two? Dap. Yeah, he, I'm telling you, maybe apart from the um, Bowen um, near finish that he, he he messed up last season against West Ham, every other thing Ramsdale has done away from home has been top notch. He never misses, never makes a mistake. His distribution is always excellent. He's always making the big saves, always hunting the opposition fans, riling them up, giving our boys the morale that they need at an away, away ground. Kind of like even the team gets an injection of life from, from Ramsdale away from home. He's everything you need um, away from home. But the Emirates, I think, is like a Dasika attitude, playful attitude, doesn't work for an home game. Um and when, when that emotion gets to a level, it just distracts the whole team in such a way because the crowd is also shouting and all, all those things. So I think what he has is a good injection of confidence away from home. But at home, because you already have the fans doing all of that, it's kind of like getting too much. And because it gets too much, it just throws away the rhythm of the team. I'm not saying Ramsdale is responsible for what has been happening at the Emirates, but I'm just saying it's one of those things that has been happening and the players losing concentration and all of that. So I will 100% choose Ramsdale away from home. I think he's been faultless. Like I said, apart from that Bowen near, near post finish, apart from that, yeah, he's been faultless away from home. And then Raya at the Emirates because he's a little bit more cool-headed and all those things. And I think that can get us there. Um, making Raya the overall number one, I don't think is a way to go because... I've not. I've watched the three games he's played. I've not seen what he has significantly done better, significantly done better than Ramsdale. Apart from the fact that you can obviously see that he is more calm. Mm. If that's what the coach is looking for, someone who is more calm and collected, maybe. But I've not seen it. I felt. I looked at the sports game. I said, if we drew that, if we if we kept a clean sheet in that game, then I will understand the Raya over Ramsdale thing. But we still made all the same mistakes and considered two goals. So I guess Ramsdale was not the issue. Indeed. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that's what I have listen, to say, Lati. Listen, Dap, I love do you know what? I thank you so much for joining. You've made some excellent points there. And what a great uh, shout. Is Ramsdale the away goalkeeper? Is Raya the homekeeper? And best of all, I love how you call me Latte. I still get that at the Emirates. I walk, walk in towards the stadium and you'll just get someone shout, Latte! <laughs> my mate, my name's not Latte, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the calls tonight. We are um, well on to the home straight. Uh, as a reminder, Arsenal have beaten Brentford by one goal to nil. We are now through to the last 16 of the League Cup, and we will face West Ham away. Um, Wayne, I thought that Arsenal made a really good point about going back to West Ham, who, of course, sold us Declan Rice. It's a London derby. Moyes will take it strong. They're a West Ham favourites, would you say? Do you think they'll take it strong? I think they will, yeah. 
they know that West Ham. They, mm. they know they know us. It's a London derby. It's David Moyes. It's probably the one cup competition that they could probably go strongest in, and they know that Mikel is going to make changes. Right, it's going to be tucked in between a couple of tricky league games for us, no doubt. And yeah, I, 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 I think West Ham will fancy us. I think they, I think they will really want to stick it into us, especially after Declan Rice. Especially after they, you know, contributed to us not winning the league title last year, it is a London derby. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see. Yeah, I think West Ham are going to take his song, and I think that I think they'll fancy it on the night. You, I take it you don't. I don't know. No, I think if it's if it's scheduled when I think it's going to be scheduled, and it's after or around like European night. I'll tell you when it's going to be while you uh, keep talking. Go on. I think that they they've got Europa League to contend with as well. So they're going to have to rotate themselves. I don't think they can go full. I think they're more likely to go full strength in the Europa League because they're obviously, they've won a European trophy. And I think every Premier League team in the Europa League can probably feel a little bit confident of going far just because of the lack of quality in that competition. Um, okay, so we are so going to Sheffield United on the Saturday, 28th of October, likely to be away yeah. at West Ham either the Tuesday or Wednesday that week. And then the Saturday of that weekend, uh, straight after the League Cup, we are away Newcastle. at Newcastle. Um, so at, we'll, we'll rotate, but I don't think they'll go full strength. I think they'll rotate as well. Mm, well, I'm just going to go to the West Ham uh, fixtures and tell you what game that that will be tucked in between. And I can tell you that West Ham are at home to Everton on Sunday, the 29th. So we get an extra day's rest. The cup game will be either on the Tuesday or the Wednesday of that week. And the following weekend, they are away to Brentford on Saturday. So, look, it's, it's tucked in between yeah, that, Premier League fixtures. It is. And, and they will have well, one, so. one day's uh, less rest than us. So, it'll be interesting to see. I wonder. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller. Josh, welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Arsenal beaten Brentford. What would you like to say? Hi, Latte. Thanks. Can you hear me? It's my first time doing a Twitter space, so it's all a bit new. Are you very welcome, Josh. We can hear you loud and clear, and I love the fact that you've just called me Latte. Floor's yours, my friend. What would you like to say? Uh, Well, yeah, I was just going to chat on the the draw, West Ham away. Obviously, I think a lot of people were hoping for, a lot of people go into these draws hoping for a lower league side when you can just sort of throw out the kids and hope for the best and get through without a fuss. I actually quite like that draw. It's not a super difficult side. It's not like a, a Newcastle away or a Liverpool away or anything, but it's still enough of a test. I think for the patient and the youth actual competitive experience and tests, there's no use throwing them out against. Oh, Josh, I think we're having some internet connection issues. Can you hear us all right, Josh? I think we've lost him. Josh, uh, if you're listening, please do come back. Wayne, was that me or... Was that the same for you? No, no, no he, he's looking okay. connection. Uh, my do come, do come back to us, Josh. Uh, we are into the last couple of calls of the night. Um, if you can still hear us, request it. Wally, I know you're on your way back from Brentford. You've just tuned in. Thanks for that. Hopefully, you've got your kebab from uh, Edgware Road or wherever it is you go after the game. Do request the mic, come and have you say. Let's go to Andy. Andy, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? Evening, Chad. Uh, yeah, listen, it was. Uh... It was a difficult game in the second half. I think we were, uh, I think the first half we were sort of cruising, weren't we, really? Uh, and in the second half, we seemed to sort of, I don't know, it was going to panic mode, don't we? I, you know, I mean, there was nothing really much where they went for them, I mean, but we just made them look good again. 
Um, I thought Gabriel was immense. He was absolutely so colossal, that bloke. Absolutely brilliant display. I thought Ramsdale was very good as well. Listen, onwards and upwards. Uh, yeah, it's uh, West Ham next. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice little draw. Um, I was quite overall, I was quite happy. I thought the new boy, the little oh, kid, he was quite, awesome. be quite low, please. Um, yeah, he should so be in bed at school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. FK says, get to bed, you horrible vermin. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So, so basically, I, I was very pleased. FK overall, it was good. It was a good victory. Um, and did, did uh, you, I, mean, I, know, we had... I know you said Gabriel was a colossal. Um, if you if you remove Gabriel and, and Ben White, who of course are first teamers, anybody else from the crop that you you know sort of stood out to you, Andy, that that might be knocking on your door if you were the gaffer this weekend? Um... I don't know really. I, I think I, I like uh, Reese Nelson. Uh, I think he, deserve, he does deserve a little go in the first team. I think, but again, he's got Trossard in front of him if he's fit. Um, again, it, it leads to the fact that we haven't got a goal scorer really, doesn't it? I mean, if we had an out-and-out goal scorer. I think we would have thumped the spuds on on Sunday, mm. and I think we would. You know, I mean, we just haven't got that clinical finisher, and that's the frustrating thing about it. I think you're absolutely right, Andy. And listen, just uh, thoughts on this cup, Andy. A slightly different question to you. How serious do you take this cup? Obviously, it's something, you know, we're all going to take cups over not winning a cup. I understand that. But how badly do you want Arsenal to win this? Or would you be happy for Arsenal to just chuck it and focus on the other things? No, it's a cup. You win silverware. You want to win silverware. It's a cup, isn't it? I think we've got to... You've got to take into account we haven't actually... We haven't actually won it for a number of years. And... Uh, no, definitely. I'd, 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 I'd like it if we won the cup, if we won this particular cup. I like it. No, definitely. All the cups, I, I like to see. You, you've got to give them a go. No, definitely. I'd like to see us win it. Oh, thanks very much, big man. Really appreciate you joining tonight's okay. show. Gavin, no. was the last time we won the League Cup? Was it 93? Was it Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, no. oh. yeah 93, mate. Wow. It was the... Uh, it was one at... Well, Finger, didn't he? He never, never took it seriously. He even put a... He's uh, too busy building the stadium with his bare hands. Yeah, but like I mean, that oh, don't still annoys me. That Birmingham one, mate. He didn't even he didn't, he didn't even put a full strength team out for a League Cup final. That's the that's what you're making. Oh man, the, the Obafemi Martins goal when Koscielny sank to his knees and the Barry Ferguson pat on the head. Oh, oh it's all too raw, all too raw. Uh, we are going to go to Wally, uh, maybe as our final caller, but I want to try and bring Josh back in. Josh, um, we were speaking just a few moments ago. We lost your internet connection. Can you hear us all right, Josh? Josh, are you there? It says he's a speaker. No noise, my end either. Okay. Okay, I don't think it's happening Josh, tonight. my man, I think we have lost you for this evening. Um, it's a shame because you said you were a first-time caller and you called me Latte, which is always nice and welcome. Um, so... Uh, maybe maybe next time. Uh, Wally, gosh, we've just gone well uh, over the hour and 15-minute mark. Wally, uh, you've joined us. You were there tonight at Brentford. I'm hoping that you're going to get um, banned on this platform for copyright infringement. Um, but uh, <laughs> how are you feeling, man? Uh, how, was, how was the game? What was it like being there tonight? Yeah, it was good till you start threatening me, being a snake <laughs> that you are. Um <laughs> <laughs> now nah, go on, bro. What, what, was, yeah, no, what was it like tonight, McCann? Because it was, it, it felt like we obviously scored early, so Brentford were a bit flat, and it was surprising because Brentford actually went quite strong, right? But the Arsenal fans, you could hear them in loud voice. It was great. 
Yeah, I mean, this was probably the quietest home fans I've seen. Now, I don't know if it's because if it's a Tuesday night, they're not massively bothered about the cup. But yeah, I mean, after we scored, their their heads just went down. They didn't. They never really looked like they believed that they they could ever come back to the game. Plus, I think it always kind of seemed that we also had an extra gear that we never quite went up to, um, but could have uh, in that game. So yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was it was probably one of the most comfortable one nil wins I've experienced in a while. Do you know? I, 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 I'd agree with that. I think we've had a couple of callers that have come on to say Brentford did have us under the cosh, but if you look back at the chances they had, they had many more shots on goal than us, but they had actually only three shots on target and apart from the brilliant save that Ramsdale made onto the post, none of their efforts were actually that threatening. A lot of them were just sort of skied over the bar, shanked wide, and we were quite comfortable. Uh, what did you make of the defensive resilience from the boys, in particular, Tommy Asso and Kivio? Yeah, I think they, they, they looked they look very very good. Um, it's, it's, it's great to have kind of players that have got really good recovery play, pace because we're playing so high up and... Um, I'm just going to kind of talk about Ramsdale for a bit, really, because I know kind of in the group chats we've had a, we've had a chat about him. He's made he made some he made a couple of good saves, but he didn't like. I was watching him today, right? Okay, obviously, you know, I go to fair few away games. We're always kind of either behind goal at the Emirates or in the away games behind goal. Um, so we always get kind of a first hand view of what Ramsdale is up to, and he's generally quite energetic. He engages with away fans, um, with home fans who give him abuse. But today he just seemed very, um, he, he, he seemed very static today um, in goal. And I just felt that he was, he looked quite petrified every time he got the ball uh, at his feet. You know, he didn't distribute quick enough as he normally does. And he was very much sticking to the six yard area a couple of times kind of late in the, um, in the second half when kind of ball went over the top in the past, you've seen him rush out, come collect those, or just command his area. He was he looked a bit nervous today, as if he's really scared of making a mistake. So I really he's, hope that that's kind of yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying because I, I think cautious is probably the word. And if you put yourself in his shoes, you know he's been Arsenal number one for a couple of years. New kid is on the block, um, goes straight into the team. Arteta then says, "Right, Rambo, you've got a chance." He probably wants to protect the, the clean sheet at all costs. He probably wants to make sure that he does all the basics right. So he's not taking risks. He's being a bit more um, assured in what he's doing. And maybe he's thinking about things a bit more. I mean, can you blame him for that? And actually, is it a bad thing that he's going back to basics and just doing all the basics right? I think it's, it's, not, just, it's not about the basics because I think kind of the way we play, we expect the keeper to be coming out of the area and being more commanding. And I just felt that... This was a very unlike Ramsdale game today um, because in the past I've seen him be a lot more commanding mm. in his area. He's not afraid to come out, collect. He's not afraid to engage uh, in the game. But throughout this game, he stayed very deep in his box, which uh, w- w- which kind of worried me. But I think it's a good thing that we've gotten through to the next round because what it means is that we're going to have the opportunity to see a lot of these players um, again. Um, Players like Kivio, players like Tomiyasu, you know, you could see they really wanted to win it. I was very, I was very impressed with Reese Nelson today. He, he, he never kind of stopped running, never stopped chasing um, after uh, after the opposition, and you know that kind of really put them in the back foot. So I, I'm I'm quite uh, quite excited to be able to see them play again uh, in, the, in in this competition. Um, and also, kind of one thing, I need to question your geography. I mean, said so, well after the game, I'd go to Edgeware Road, mate. Brentford is like down the road from where I live. 
Me Heathrow. What's Bro, going on? I don't know, man. I just, I just know you're going to somehow end up in a kebab shop and you're going to send us a little <laughs> shot and send us a little post-match review of the kebab that you're going to devour in your car. Um, somehow you just, you just find it. Uh, stay on the phone, Wally, because um, I just want to read a, a line from Pep Guardiola who said, we played an incredible game. I love how we played. And it's like 0.56 XG and they lost. I'm pretty sure he's lying. But Manchester City out now, Wally. Is there a chance? Like, could we... I know United won it last year, but you know, let's face it, it's probably a fluke. Um, what do you think? Could could Arsenal go on and take the League Cup seriously? Should we take it seriously? I think kind of we should take it as seriously as our depth allows. Um, I wouldn't kind of ever be tempted unless we get to the final to actually fall back on first team players uh, because for me it's not I don't really see a, much value in this cup I, don't, I know kind of Wayne hates the, uh, people turning their noses up on a, on a cup but realistically speaking it's not it, does, it doesn't excite me at all um, but what I do want to see is how well our fringe players do and whether they can get us to that to that stage and the fact that you know Man United have drawn Newcastle um, all the Premier League clubs have drawn, have drawn another Premier League club and we've probably got quite a quite a nice draw if I'm honest with you um, don't have to travel far uh, just across London so it's a it's a nice draw so yeah I'd, I'd like to see us get far but Believe me, I'm not. I'm not going to be shedding any tears if we. Don't yeah, work. you're still going to get me going to Heathrow in it for that away day. <laughs> it's like it's two, <laughs> it's two stops from my house. We're going to drive past my house to go to the uh, to uh, to go to West Ham. Uh, Wally, listen, thank you so much for joining us today, brother. Um, uh, thank you for joining as well. I appreciate you going to the game, obviously, and uh, making time to dial in and to speak to us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, um, chaps. We've been going, believe it or not, for quite a long time. Uh, so I want to get some closing thoughts from you both. Um, Gav, let's bring you in first. Listen, it's a cup competition. Uh, Wally's just sort of said, look, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really care too much. Other people really want to win it because obviously it's a trophy and it's available for us. Um, we're through. We got the job done. Fringe players got a run out. Ramsdale, clean sheet, a couple of defenders playing, you know, getting 90 minutes under their belt. Overall, can't really knock it. It was a really good day out for Arsenal. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing to be disappointed too much about tonight. Do you know what I mean? Even when we was under the cosh, we kept a clean sheet. Uh, Tommy Asher and Kiara are getting valuable time uh, because they're not really going to get a lot of time in the Premier League and the uh, Champions League unless there's an injury. So that's valuable as well. Uh, and a bit of a spicy game next time as well because... Yeah, I completely understand what Wally was saying there. That if we lose, you know, he's not going to really shed a tear or be too upset. But for us, Arsenal were uh, brought up on the northeast corner of uh, London. Uh, it's a it's a big game for us now playing West Ham. We don't want to get knocked out of West Ham in the cup. I'll never bloody hear the end of it. They're still harping on about 1980 and 1988. So uh, yeah, it's the next game against them. Uh, has got a lot more of an edge for me now. And Gav, just before you go, mate, what's the latest sort of uh, merch and offers that you've got on She War? Anything exciting coming out? Any new uh, range? Uh, I'm actually this weekend going to be. Uh, I've never done sort of bag bags, and I've done these uh, bags. Cross, I've done, 
bags. Yeah, I've done like the crossbody bag uh, about a month ago. Uh, so there'll be more of them. And I think I'm going to do a couple of little sort of rucksacks and a couple of the old drawstring bags that you take mm. to the gym with you. Uh, so you can put your towel and your water bottle in there, blah, blah, blah. Right. Have you still got those baseball caps? Baseball caps, yeah. The, the problem with them is they, they did really well. Uh, and is that a problem? We sort of stole. The problem, yeah, the problem was, was we done so well that they couldn't keep up making uh, them. So I've had them off the shop for a couple of weeks, but all going well tomorrow and Friday, the baseball caps will be back up on the weekend as well. Mate. Well, if anybody wants to follow Gav, he's available at She War and has a uh, rather delicious selection of Arsenal-related merchandise um, available if, if, in case you've got any birthdays for any friends and loved ones coming up. Uh, Wayne, closing thoughts from you, my good man. Uh, Arsenal are through to the last 16 of the League Cup. It is Bournemouth at the weekend. Uh, the games are coming thick and fast. Yeah, man, just how we like it, and um, it's a shame that we didn't get a home a home tie in the in the next um, in the next round because I I just enjoy going to the Emirates. I love being there, but um... of course you do, you club level <laughs> muncher. <laughs> hey, man, I enjoy my legroom. I enjoy my cushion oh, seat. But that's can ask it. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to to go through hopefully against West Ham again. Now that Manchester City are out, that's a big. I'd probably say every time they they join the competition. They're probably the favourites. They're probably the favourites to win it every single time. So having them get knocked out early on is fantastic. Um, having another kind of competitor to win it in Manchester United and, and Newcastle, one of them are guaranteed to be knocked out. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can can go go through against West Ham. It's a trophy that I've never sort of knowingly seen us lift. I went. I was. I was only two or or one and a half when it was nineteen ninety three when the last time we done it. So I want to see us lift the trophy. And if the Premier League is going to be difficult to to challenge for, we're kind of down to two guarantees that we can challenge for in the FA Cup and and the League Cup and then Europe, which we're in, but isn't guaranteed to go to anyone from England. So hopefully we can push on for that as well. And I just want to win trophies, man. Like at some stage, like this group have to start winning and what better time than learning how to win by, by going all the way in, in this competition. So hopefully we do that. Mm. I stopped uh, listening with disgust when I realised that you were a 90s baby. Of course. That's the only time to be at least born, 70s, mate. 75. 90s. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 91, man. 91, oh. shit. That's, that's probably depressed me. I feel... <laughs> Jeez, man! Yeah. That's, that's the nineties so... was the best. It is is the best time to be born. Man. Yeah, the nineties were great. Like not, chasing not, girls not, as a teenager. Right, ninety one was a pretty good season. To be it fair, was, it was. It was. Yeah. FK ain't talking about seasons in ninety. He's, he's he's thinking about other things in the nineties. Yeah. Anyway, anybody wants to follow Wayne, he's available. He's available, of course, <laughs> at Wayne's World Twenty underscore, and um, he he has a, a gaming channel on Twitch, and he's also co-host of the excellent Can You Believe It podcast. Um, talking of gaming channels, uh, I believe the new what is it, Wayne? FC Twenty Four, EA Twenty Four. What's it called? Yes, the replacement well replacement name for FIFA. Right. But basically the same. So that thing. is coming out this Friday, and. Um, if you want to laugh at uh, my appalling FIFA skills, uh, we are going to start doing some sessions where we sort of talk about Arsenal and stream a game. 
and I can't wait to bring it to you guys. So if you are interested, get involved on the YouTube channel. Uh, of course, there's loads of content on there as well. I think the last bit of content there is the late night latte after the North London derby. Um, but yeah, watch out for that FC24. Are you doing any reactions to no, tonight's I'm not game? No, I'm, I'm, I'm like so exhausted. And to be honest, I've got my wife's away for the week and I've got the two little ones. And I'm amazed that Zane hasn't woken up and started walking around the house. Uh, Zane's my son. Um, and so I've just got a feeling as soon as I sit down in the studio and start doing like an instant video, because I do it in one take, he'll just come down and, and ruin it. So, yeah, not tonight. Uh, but we will be back. Uh, we will be there with a post-match phone-in at the weekend after our trip to Bournemouth. There will be a quick reaction video to that and then a proper late-night latte deep dive on Sunday where we'll have a snack check, of course. Um, Ladies and gents, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining tonight. It's been a real pleasure. Still, hundreds of you listening and hundreds of you have tuned into tonight's show. If you've just joined, you can, of course, get this on Apple and Spotify in just a few moments' time. Um, And if you're tuning in for the first time, please do follow Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day. Uh, Really good fun, and we will leave it there. So it is bye for now, and see you at the weekend. Take care. Love you.